welcome back to another episode of Paranormal, the New Normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy, here on the Antisocial Network and on Paraplot. Wow, I just totally messed that part up. But the, the Parapost. Wow, how am I forgetting the name of it? Right? The Parapost Network. God, sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but as always, I'm here to try to make the world seem a little more normal in these hard times. But it's not an easy thing to do, and I brought a guest with me, of course, to try to help me with that. But will, will that happen tonight? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. It's always fun to find out. But the guest I brought is Nancy Mello, who is a psychic medium and animal communicator, which two of my favorite topics in the world, actually, put together. So, Nancy, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And folks, it was actually a funny mix-up getting Nancy on here, but I'm not going to get into it because it's a long story, but, but it was a funny mix-up, and whew, but I'm happy I can get her on. So that's, that's always the end goal, and synchronization works in mysterious ways. But first question I ask everybody is, what got you into the paranormal? I've all, I mean, I think, uh, truth be told, the paranormal got into me, right? As a child, I could see things and feel things. So it's not about what I got into. It's what I saw and what I felt, right? Of course. Well, that kind of leads into the second question almost, because the second question is, what experiences have you had in the paranormal? I am I was just telling you before the show started, I am so excited because this isn't something I t get to talk a lot about. Um, so I've, I've had such varied experiences from sounds, electronics to visions to, you know, just, just smells. I mean, they talk about the different like psycho, like the psych, the psychic senses. And I mean, it's, it's across the board, but I think it's cool from real synchronicity, like kind of what happened with us to, I mean, just off the wall, really cool stuff. Um, so I am, I'm all about it ever since I was a child, I was fascinated. Uh, you know, I grew up Catholic, like so many of us did. And, you know, you start to question, like when they say, well, this is the way it is. And like, I could clearly see it was different. So that's what was cool to me is like, you know, you grew up in a small town. Uh, I know both of us are in new England now. Uh, I grew up in a small town in, in Northern California and it's like, you didn't go outside the box. So I love the fact that you are even doing this and talking about things outside the box, because I think this is something that a lot of us feel and it's great to be validated. Exactly. And it's funny how often people say like your show name is great because it's literally becoming the truth over the last five, 10 years. Like it's, it's becoming the new normal. Yeah. So 100%. I mean, it's a great thing. It really is. And, and it's funny because growing up, I, had no paranormal experiences growing up until I was in my late twenties. So I just loved reading about it. And the idea of big furry hominid creatures walking in the woods always kind of mystified, always kind of mystified me and made me want to believe. So yeah. Plus, like plus Blair, Witch Project. Blair Witch Project kind of stuff, which was scary as hell. I wouldn't recommend if you haven't seen that movie, you don't need to watch it. I mean, it was, just, ooh. but yeah, Blair Witch Project stuff. Right. Oh yeah, there's there's actually a Bigfoot version movie. There's a Bigfoot style movie of uh, the Blair Witch Project, but done by Bob Bobcat Goldwaith. It, oh god, it, I have to watch it now. Police Academy. I mean, Police Academy, like Bobcat. Yeah. Got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed it. It's freaking. It's done Blair Witch style. It's freaking amazing. Oh, I forget okay. what's. I, I, forget, I, I forget what's called, but it's the the ending is. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm not, no, spoil, no spoilers, though. So, okay. you said you saw things when you were younger. Yeah. What did you see? What What were you seeing? Was it spirits or? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just thinking. Like, yeah, I would see. Like, um, my mom had this old mirror, and God, I I always told her to take it down, and she never did. And that's probably one of those things I need to write down. Stuff to talk to your parents about when you're in the middle age of crap that happened when you were a child, and you're asking why. You know, when you finally become emotionally mature, and you're wondering why crap happened. I I literally like every couple of months I'm like mom why did this happen but no my mom had this old mirror and I haven't thought about this in decades my mom had this mirror and like I would stare at it and I'm not even kidding like an image would come forth and it was like a woman in like white and a veil and I'll never forget like I told my friend and I was like eight or nine and this this the mirror would tap at me like and only me and it would tap. So it was like, you know, here's the camera. And it would like, you'd stare at it and would start tapping, tap, tap, tap. And I had a friend that verified it and she went home. And of course, like her parents were like, no, that's not possible. It's the room changing. And then also, um, so like, I would see that and I would see, it was like, it was very, um, it's probably the way that people describe ghosts. It's so funny because I remember being in first communion or catechism or whatever in, uh, in, growing up Catholic and I remember they were like if you the nuns would say oh if 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 the if if you ask Jesus to visit him visit you you will he'll visit you and I remember praying every single night Jesus don't visit me I don't want to see you it would scare me don't visit me <laughs> no because I had had those experiences before but from what I recall they were very ghost-like very veil-like but it was generally women uh so I grew up um uh, my, I, I grew up uh, seven miles from the nearest small town in Northern California in the country, like country. And my dad still farms this day. And I, you know, you would, there were things in the, in the orchards that just, it just, you would think you would see things moving through. And it was really interesting. And I don't have a lot of um, information this day, but I, I know that like Native Americans used to go through there and they would, they would still find, even when I was younger, like, you know, arrowheads and stuff. And so I remember assuming that that was more of a Native American thing, or maybe knowing, knowing it was more of a Native American thing that I was feeling. And it wasn't ever scary. It was just, it was more alarming, but I didn't feel like they were trying to hurt me. That mirror thing was like, that was just like, because no one else could see it. And I was just like, I, you know, as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, you're just like, what is going on, you know? Well, I mean, kids are, of course, more sensitive, more open to those type of things to begin with. And mirrors are a portal into our world from another dimension. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I still I I I I will put on my big girl pants and sleep with one in a hotel if I have to. But I I don't sleep with a mirror in my room to this day. And it's not that you know I think there's anything bad, but it's just I don't I just I can't do it. I'm instinctively looking in the mirror to the left of me every time you say <laughs> that. But <laughs> yeah. I I mean I, I've never I am not sensitive to this stuff to spirits at all i have one i have two of them living in my house at least i i thought it was only two but the amount of ghost lights i saw in my garage on camera last night kind of made me think what the heck well, is going on in my I'm like is there a portal in my garage what the heck <laughs> but like, might be just passing through it's weird i mean because there's always like one or two flying around out there but at night yeah. our camera catches our camera catches it all the time but nice. last night there was like it looked like someone released like bubbles in the garage almost there were so many wow. Wow, that'd be cool I to investigate a little bit. I put up, I put up my TikTok and my Facebook, but it's just, it's weird. I'll just check it out. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, I was just like, 
I was just like, guys, should I be worried? <laughs> like, am I about to get invaded poltergeist style? But I don't think so. I think it's just energy. A lot of times when you, and this is like, you know, I'll putting on my psychic hat, evidential medium hat. Like a lot of times when you see that, uh, it, it's, it's energy passing through, right? Like just because you see stuff like that doesn't mean it has to be bad. It's just, you know, especially again, going with us in New England, like things are, we, we have a lot of history here and a lot of um, history with people living here for the last 400 years. So sure, you're going to get a lot of just, you know, just energy kind of passing through. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange, which actually I was thinking the, the farm that, that you, said you, mm -hmm. you grew up on, mm -hmm. Did you ever find out if it was maybe if it, maybe it was a Native American burial ground nearby? So that's the thing. Like, I, and and my dad is still Catholic to stay, and I'm sure if I tried to talk about it, like they they still like my my dad's family has not acknowledged I do any of this crap. So I mean, not crap, but you know what I mean. Like they still. So I I remember there was like rumors, and I'm sure if I talk to my dad now, you know, considering I, I don't I don't know I don't know I just remember there was talk of it. There was talk of like finding stuff, but the challenges is that, uh, and to this day, the house I grew up in lives, it's on a floodplain. And actually I think it just flooded, um, in the last month with the, the rain soon in California. And so the flood, it would just flood every so often. And I think that's why the native Americans would come through. And so it would bring stuff up. So when we had a couple of floods, um, in my childhood, it would always bring stuff to the surface. So was there a burrow ground? I remember there was rumors of it. But, you know, I, I'm always very much like, I want to prove it. I just remember specifically the arrowheads and finding like, and I remember like my mom talking about there was pottery, but you know, it's one of like little pieces and shards of things. Um, I don't think it was ever proven though. Well, I mean, honestly, and I mean, especially out here in New England, you could walk Oh a God. mile and, and find an a Native American burial ground. Like that's just the way it is. But oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My, like it's the, ha the house, the house that my wife was living in when I met her with her fam or family house, it it is in the Bridgewater Triangle on the edge of the Bridgewater Triangle, and it literally is built on Native American burial ground, like they proved it, almost yeah. like a poltergeist type thing where they moved the headstones but didn't move the bodies. So well, and that's the thing like when we moved into this house. So I'm on the shoreline in eastern Connecticut, right on the border of Connecticut and Rhode Island, and I remember like having to verify before we purchased this house like I had to go through and really feel it because if I felt anything gnarly hell no you know I mean it's one thing to do this for a living and work with people but like I don't want it in my house all the time so um and so we've had a few little things here and there but mo mainly for like because of what I do it's kind of sometimes it'll transfer over um you know like but nothing nothing major but I definitely had to walk through um, and it's interesting because I think my kids are picking up on the energy around the area uh, more than I, because I'm just like, I've got to work. Like I've got to be <laughs> like, I can't, you know, if I'm going to do my job effectively and well in helping others and helping people and pets, I've got to really, you know, <laughs> not want to explore the, 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 the boondocks of, of my area. Yeah. I mean, they're all, it's always fun to explore things. At least I've been oh, told. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, I mean. I'll go in the, I'll be, I'm forced to go in the woods and hike. So I always try to go places where I know there's Bigfoot activity because I want to try to see one, but yeah. never do, but I always want to, <laughs> but. I always like on our hikes here, uh, we, I always love when we see headstones and you'll see on hikes, especially in the state parks here, uh, you'll have, you'll come across an older graveyard 
and that's I always I want to I always want to go and respectfully like check it out and it's really neat just to read the headstones and see the stories I, I to me it's so neat it's so fascinating to 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 really feel the history in in real time uh here of course i mean cadet i mean the northeast in general is just so there's so much history here that it's just so many spirits everywhere i mean every state has at least 10 paranormal investigative teams just and they're and they, they keep busy they keep busy and the cool thing about up here, uh, you have, you know, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island is this was also American Revolution. And so you have battles that were fought. So, so you have Native American energy and then you've got American Revolution. And then, you know, in some parts of the state, you even got Civil War was kind of a little less so up here. But you've got yeah. American Revolution. You've got revolution. And like, like I know for a fact that the area that we live in now that um, American soldiers came through here um after a battle so i know that so it's like sometimes if i feel energy i'm like oh that's probably just kind of again passing through um but so you've got again history on top of history on top of history i mean the war of 1812 too as well but and because yeah, i mean okay. I, I i grew up in kingston new york which was yeah. burnt during the war of 1812 by the british so yeah. i mean they, they, did, they did reenactments every summer in, our, in kingston but it's just it's so much history, so much freaking history. It's well, like and it's even fascinating. Like we, my spouse and I just went out. Um, I, was, again, we're on like the border of Rhode Island, Connecticut. And we did a hike out in Rhode Island and we came across um, an old World War II like lookout because during, and it was like abandoned, but it still has like the walls and stuff because during that time they were trying to protect the coast and up into Maine too, you'll see these lookouts, which is really cool. So again, it's like, You've just got so much stuff up here. And again, for someone that growing up in California, where I love our history uh, with Native Americans and then and then um, and then Mexico, which was, you know, California used to be is really yeah. cool. But, um, you know, it's it's a, a lot more documented out here. Um, it's just it's just neat. Yeah, it, I mean, it is like the, the North, the, the whole the whole East Coast really is more like the most historic the most history in the united states on the east coast because it was 100 years before people started going out west more to try yeah. to sell it so. so you know what's what's really cool though is i'm a big american history buff and when my spouse and i drove across the country about 13 years ago uh i like if you like follow the oregon trail you can still feel like the energy of westward expansion travelers like there are parts that we drove through um, if you go like along what is now highway 80 and there's some dark, like not dark as in like evil, but just real tragic, real lots of tragedy, you know? So that's another thing is like, you, you have like all this history up here and on the East coast, but then with Western expansion, I mean, you're talking about, you know, scores and scores of people that didn't make it and that, that things that happened and native American attacks and blah, 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 blah. And it's all just across. So it's, I mean, it's cool that you could really go anywhere in, in this country alone and feel that um, and just kind of get a sense. But what's really neat for me is uh, uh, going over to Europe. And if you ever get the chance to go to Europe, uh, I always say like, take a, take a, a history walk, take a ghost walk, 
because now, I mean, talk about history. Our country is such a baby compared to like England, for instance. Go to London and they have some of the best ghost walks and some of the best, like, like no kidding, like things that are documented that are still happening, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, Europe is on my bucket list. hundred percent. It's on my bucket list. It's once the kids are older and out of the house, then maybe me and the wife can go there and enjoy it. I'm not paying for the kids to go there because they would just ruin my vacation. But see, I love it. I love it. Like I, uh, the best piece of advice I got before uh, we had kids was do what you guys normally do and the kids will fall in line. They'll, they'll think it's normal. And so we've traveled everywhere with our kids. So our kids have been to England a few times and, and I think it's really interesting to see it through their eyes. And sometimes they'll pick up on stuff and talking of like a paranormal paranormal feeling like they'll they definitely pick up on energy and i think that's what's really neat is like you you go to ireland and you're talking about sprites and and fairies and you get there's a lot of cool things over in ireland that i mean there's no question that you know there are things over there um so and even like we my daughter was born in hawaii we're a military family and over in hawaii they have they have the menahunas the menahunas and I remember when I first went to Hawaii, I'm like, okay, Menehunes, yeah, whatever. Okay, sure. And it's like a little uh, water elf or a little little elf, and they say it causes mischief. And you start realizing that there's an energy in the Hawaiian Islands that is very mischief making. And by the end, like we were there five years, and I'm so grateful for our time there. But by the end, I was like, yes, there. And even like we'll still talk about it now when something goes missing. I'm like, it's the Menehunes because there is a separate energy over there. So it's really cool. You can go anywhere in the world. And they have, you know, they have their own separate beliefs, but there always seems to be a belief of a different type of energy that exists outside of us. So uh, it's just about in, you know, they may be calling it a different name, but is this kind of the same stuff that's just all over and we're just calling it different or are there individual entities or an, an individual kind of. Well, I mean, you know? I mean, Loki had a lot of children, so they could be everywhere, but yeah. that's, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, see, I think of Hawaii, I think of the night marchers. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, yeah. I, you know what I, I, I really, so we lived on Oahu, but we, we were able to, uh, uh, island hop. And I really felt a deep connection to the big island, which is Hawaii. And I remember the first time we went there and they talk about, um, they talk about Pele. And that like, you don't take anything from Pele, like you don't take anything or something will happen. And I remember just going, oh, okay, I won't do it. But I remember like definitely feeling a very strong feminine energy on the island of definitely a feminine, real strength. And so you're talking about Nightwalkers and I feel like a lot of goodness, like a lot of just beauty. And we end up going back to the big island three or four times and just, and just being on that volcanic, cause it's still an active volcano. And being on top, there's something so it, it's a real beautiful, like goddess energy. And it would be interesting uh, for your viewers and your watchers that if you guys, if they've had experiences there, because I know a lot of people that were just, they're very straight as an arrow and they go and they're like, there's again, there's something there, but it's good and it's supportive. And it's like, if you respect me, if you respect the Aina, if you respect the land, you know, welcome, welcome. And it's, it's beautiful. It, I mean, yeah, and yeah, as far as the, I mean, I've been, to, I've heard stories of people who've taken rocks from like the Big Island and whatnot where you're not supposed to, and it's like Robert the Doll, like when you take yeah. a picture of him, like it's the same thing. Like people write letters to the, 
Hawaii forestry people all the time, like nail on rock, nail on rocks back. and like, sorry, I took this. Please make it stop bothering me. <laughs> well, and it's, I don't even think of it like it. I remember like from a tourist perspective, I don't think it's like a punishment, but it's, it's very much respect the land, right? Respect us, respect us. And I feel like that's what Paley asked for is just respect and honor. And I think it's something that we can all take back in, in where wherever we are in the world is to just to respect the land that we're on, right? Like it's one thing to take like a seashell that's kind of been abandoned on the shore. And it's another thing yeah. to take a hundred of them, right? It's like respect where you are. And I think that's why, and because the Hawaiians have done such a wonderful job of keeping, of honoring her and keep, and having really honoring those beliefs. I feel like she's continuing to thrive, but yeah, I would, I would not recommend taking anything. No, I mean, uh, yeah, like, like I said, same as I wouldn't recommend taking pictures of Robert the doll <laughs> without his permission, of course. Yeah. Do not want, do not want. <laughs> no. Yeah. Doll, no. Dolls, dolls that move creep me out, but hundred percent. So yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So as a psychic slash medium, psychic medium, what's what's the most bizarre thing that you've dealt with when doing work for clients? I, you know, I wouldn't say bizarre. I'd say cool. I like to say cool because it is really cool. Um, okay, so I, I've had a few things. So if you, if you want to separate this into like ghosts, like earthbounds, and then just energy, do you want to do it that way? So with just with? with with people that have passed over. Um, I think one of the coolest things I've had a lot of cool things happen with people that have passed over. And I feel like it happens really on a weekly basis with my clients. Um, but the one most memorable, and I've worked with their entire family and it was just such an honor. I've worked with like six or seven members of the family. And I remember I actually flew out to Chicago and I was working with this family and uh, I chatted with this, this gentleman who had passed and and his widow was kind of the last person I was speaking to. And I was talking to her in person. I'll never forget. My phone was down here and it was just sitting down. And she just said, I just want a sign that he's here. And immediately my phone goes, I'm here. And we just stopped. And like, we were quiet for like 30 seconds. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You're here. Like, but it was just clear. I'm here. And it was Siri's voice, but it was just, Okay. Okay. But this guy had done really cool. Like every person I talked to about him, like he came through so strong and was doing things. Um, another time I was working with a client over zoom and her mom was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. She kept saying, I don't want to talk about it. And then her and I were kind of like still talking about it. And she kept saying, I don't want to talk about this. And the last time she said it, boom, she closed zoom. Whole zoom Ooh. shut down now that, but that's honestly, that's pretty normal for me. Um, like that's, that's pretty normal. Like I don't get freaked out about stuff like that. Um, just the other day, um, a gentleman, uh, again, the, the, the daughter was saying, I, I just want to sign from him. And I've never seen this on a zoom, but all of a sudden the zoom went into like, uh, like multicolored and it gave us copies. Like all of a sudden there was all of like, there was like double of both of us and it was, and the energy. And I was like, there's your sign. Um, one of the coolest things, so I do uh, free questions answered on Friday nights on Instagram. Uh, it's Nancy Mello official is my Instagram name, but I, I like to, that's kind of my give back, right? You can book a session, but I want to be able to reach everyone. And I'll never forget this has happened last summer. And um, we, I was talking to someone from my hometown in Sacramento, 
California. And she's this, and it pretty normal night. Right. But this woman was asking about, um, there was an energy in the house and I had, I had a light right here above my computer. And I think that was it. And I said, you know, I, all I saw was like a man with a hat. And all of a sudden I said, I don't like this energy. And as soon as I said that, apparently a shadow crossed behind me and my light went out like the light blew out and I was in like you could see the light of the and I still had like it was from I had I think I had it's like on TikTok but it was like the light blew out and people said if you look back there's a shadow that crosses right behind me because he was like he was no bueno he was not good and he crosses boom and everyone was just like holy and I and that's when I I got pissed like I you know because I work with ourselves like even I'm getting like goosebumps right now even talking about it and I was like get the hell out of my room you are not allowed here I was like I don't like this get the hell away and I could just hear him saying stop talking stop talking I don't want you on anymore you are not allowed to talk about me and I said and I all of a sudden I got exhausted like he affected me physically I felt run down and I could just hear him saying you need to stop and I got pissed off. And I was like, you know, tell me what to do. Get the hell out of here. Bah, 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 bah. And meanwhile, people are not understanding what's going on. I had like 50 people on the live and people are asking and I'm going, hold on. Because I felt all of a sudden I felt dizzy. Like he told, he went through me. I could feel it. And I like, I don't, I, that has happened only a few times, but I felt him just go woof. Um, and I kept going. But I will tell you, like, people still talk, like, I have, um, like, I have a bunch of regulars that are on Friday nights, and every once in a while, someone will say, remember that time? Yes. Um, and the the person that asked still comes on almost weekly, um, which is cool. Um, so that, as far as, like, earthbound ghost activity, that was freaking nuts, because, I, you know, I'm over here in Connecticut, and she's in California. And the fact that, you know, all she was doing was, like, what's going on. I'm feeling this energy. And I was just checking like, right. I wasn't trying to threaten him. I wasn't trying to tell him to go to the light. Like I wasn't trying to mess with him. All I was trying to do is see who he was. That's all I was trying to do. But it was, it was bad. Like I could just see the hat and I could see him like this and dark eyes. And he just said, you are not like, I don't know if it wasn't allowed, but you're not, you, you can't do this. You shouldn't be doing this. Get off. And it was hmm? now everybody there's, there's a lot of talk these days about the hat man phenomenon, which is like a, basically a shower person who looks like he's wearing a old school. May, I mean, top. maybe this, this was someone, I mean, it could be, I haven't heard of it. So, I mean, it would be interesting to look it up. I will tell you though, like it was, that was legit. And so I posted on TikTok and people were like, Oh, you, I, I don't see your hand in the video. Cause I was doing like a live on my phone. I don't see your hand in the photo. You must've turned off the light with your hand. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, do you really think I'm going to, like, you think I'm going to make this crap up? Like, you really think I'm going to do this for likes? Like, no. And you can see, like, and I'm telling, I was saying, like, you clearly see my reaction as I'm startled. Because the light blew. And I was like, like, again, clear reaction. But people were like, you just turned off the light. I'm like, yeah, okay. All right, sure. What, whatever. Because it's, well, because people don't want to believe that crap happens, right? Even from my perspective. The skeptic, the skeptics can be horrible online. It's, well, it's, it's, you know, and, it's, and what I like to advocate for is, you know, not every energy is like that, right? You know, like I grew up and I had, 
imaginary friends. I had people, I had energies around me that were clearly not my guides and clearly not loved ones. They were just people around. I mean, so it doesn't have to be bad. That's one of the most gnarly, gnarly things that, well, that's the most gnarly thing that's happened on air. But I, um, I don't know if it was a couple summers ago, I was working with a, a couple in an old farmhouse in Connecticut, um, just west of here. And it was a kid that um, was just messing around and he had died tragically. He had died breaking his neck on a horse, something like that. Oh. And um, which is common for the day, honestly, like, you know, and he just hadn't, he hadn't left yet. And he was very lonely. Um, the, the, the happy end of the story is we, um, he couldn't read, he could barely read. And so they actually got him kids books and like put them out because he was messing with things at night. Um, he was like, he, but he was bored. So they gave him like little picture books, which he liked and he was moving around. But what was crazy is during the call and after he started affecting my phone, he started typing on my phone. So I get off the phone, I'm working with him and I could feel that he was clearly very interested in the fact that I was working with him. He's like, who are you? What are you doing? Very childlike. But he starts typing on my phone, like type type. And I had to, I had to be like, knock it off. I don't, you know you can go back to your other place. Like, that's why it's like, as a medium, I have to be so careful of like, we we're talking about in the beginning, like I have to be so careful of calling energy that may be around here in because I need it to be clear for the work I do. But dude, like the, this kid was just clearly messing around. Was he a threat? No, but it was clearly like, I, I had to keep telling him like, knock it off. Like, because he was messing with my phone and then he saw I had kids. So he was very interested in staying around. And I had to be like, I finally texted my clients and said, you have to call him back because he still wants to play, hang out. So, um, but as far as like energy, like as far as like people that have passed that are just sowing signs, I mean, you know, playing with zoom is the main thing that I'll get, you know, disconnecting or playing music during a call. Um, you know, it's my, they like to mess with my phone a lot. They'll ring it or they'll do a ding on my phone. They like to play music. Um, you know, but the main thing is really the lights and the zoom. Like I think entities love zoom or love the video because there's so many different ways you can mess with it. You can mess with the light, you can mess with the sound. And I've had past loved ones that will just keep messing with it. Like, especially those that were already like very funny in life, like the practical jokers. Oh, they'll mess with everything just because they can. Like a lot of times, especially in the newest Zoom um, download or the update, like there's a hand raise feature, but you can do it by like raising your hand and they'll keep messing with it. So they'll keep raising hand, raising hand, raising hand. And at, at some point I just go, stop it, stop it, stop it. Like, I know you're here. Stop it. I can hear you. You know, let me hear you. You know, I know you're playing. I know you're trying to show your loved one that you're here, but let me hear you and give the messages, right? <laughs> like it's okay to play with the Zoom, but let's work. Exactly, which it's yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, especially if it's an older spirit who wasn't around when this great device of the internet was around, even because yeah. that because yeah. then then it's just they're more curious about it than anything. Well, especially kids, kids, um, wow. younger, younger kids tend to really, and you know, it, it, it happens, but a, little kids will, um, definitely like to play with it. But I've even found, like, I've talked to people that have passed recently, they love, so the people that have passed recently, if they were practical jokers, they will mess. What I've seen a lot lately is messing with playlists 
like playlists they will mess with especially like there was a guy not too long ago that uh passed rather suddenly and he had this group of friends like this lifelong group of friends and he was messing with their playlist and he was putting songs on there that he knew wouldn't shouldn't be there you know just to mess with them and he was just he was just that kind of guy and it took me talking with the the spouse and i think the 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 the, the guy was there kind of begrudgingly okay my wife's making me do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, he's changing your songs. And he's like, I knew it. What the hell? I'm getting all these songs because he knew we could mess with them. So a lot of times, late, at least lately, they're messing with playlists. Um, they like to mess with like DVRs. I've seen that too. I had a grandma over uh, last weekend that um, in life, she would always tell their kids to turn off the TV when it wasn't in use. And she loved her soaps. And so uh, I guess since she's passed, she's been messing, turning off the TV. So like the, someone will stand up and the TV will turn off. <laughs> like, hey, you know, turn it off. Or she'll randomly put it on like a drama. So it's, you know, it's stuff like that that I just love though. Because if your loved one was, you know, if your loved one was always about saving power, then you, are they more likely to mess with the lights? Yes. If you have someone that was just a practical joker, I... It, it's not outside the box to mess with a playlist and put on, you know, my heart will go on if you listen to gangster rap. Right. It's like, you know, I, I love it though. It's, it's for yeah. me, it's confirmation. I, I call it the aha moment in a session when it's like, that's what's been going on. Right. That's why it's been happening. And it's never scary. It's always just more obnoxious. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've just gotten so used to it though. Like it doesn't even, you know, things will happen and I just go, eh, you know, my and, you know, it's, I don't know. You just become, um, you just become accustomed. And if it happens, it just, it doesn't seem to startle me. Uh, but I, you know, I love it, but ghosts are, ghosts are the most obnoxious and I, I will work with them if someone needs my help, especially up here. I, I try and do what I can, but you know, they are, they can be very persistent because loved ones, they want, you know, they'll mess with your playlist and then they go here, I, you've got the message I'm here. And then they're done and ghosts will just hammer you and hammer you and hammer you. And you're like, what the F come on. Like they don't have that respect or that bad, those, those boundaries that your loved ones seem to have. Yeah. Which makes, I mean, makes sense. And uh, it makes me think of my old days my, at the last job I had where I used to, well, two jobs ago, um, we used to have all these temps come in that were friends of the owner during the summer, like when they were home from college, they would work in the warehouse doing random things. And they would have their play Spotify playlist playing on one computer, but leave it open on another computer too. So yeah. I'd be walking, I'd be on the computer doing inventory or something, and I would just be like, oh, their playlist is open. Barney theme song. Play. Yeah. <laughs> just to mess with them. Like, and they, I mean, like 30 seconds later, you hear like all the way on the other side of the warehouse. What the fuck? <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. I If I'm a ghost in the afterlife, I will mess with people so bad like that. I'm just saying. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, again, it, it's always people that pass over. It's always going to be something that resonates with them. Right. It's it's always it, that's how I usually say it. And, and signs like signs like that, like things like that aren't glitter. Right. Don't expect it every freaking day. It's cool when it happens, but don't be like, why haven't they sent me a sign? You know, it just when it happens, it's awesome. But it's it's usually one, you know, and then maybe they'll send another sign. Sometimes it's all the time, especially if they're trying to send a message. But usually that's more earthbound. That's just 
hammer, yeah. you know? So, meh. Yeah, it's it's I I really am grateful that I get to I I have the best job in the world. I I love working with pets. I love working with people, and I love the fact that you know we can kind of dispel some of these myths and 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 really validate that life goes on after this, uh, not just for people but for pets. That that this isn't the ending for us, and that's what I love. Which that's actually that's perfect crossing over point because I actually wanted to start talking. I actually wanted to bring up the pets thing and talk yeah. about that for a while. Because you would be the, well, okay, let me ask you, do you, do you deal with pets that have passed or do you deal with pets that are still alive? Everything. Yeah, pets, okay. pets that are passing, pets in hospice, pets that are passing, yeah, pe uh, past pets, yeah, I deal with it all. Okay, good. I, I've, yeah. I've, had, I've had one pet psychic who's done, who deals with past pets and I've had one that deals with a live pet. So it's kind of cool to have a before and after and now have both in one. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a cool. Yeah, I, and, I, and I do with whatever's called to me, you know, whatever mm -hmm. someone needs. So is there any specific animals you work with or is it just any animal that people want to work with? I, I've worked with everything from um, uh, um, geckos to uh, bearded dragons to I've worked with fish. I've worked with uh, squirrels. I've Yeah, I've worked with uh, tarantulas. Uh, cats, dogs. So I work with it all. Whoever, you know, whatever you would snakes. I've worked with quite a few snakes, uh, tortoises, turtles. So cold blooded and warm blooded alike. I've worked with uh, I've worked with an elephant, which I was so grateful to work with. It was um, an elephant trainer. And that was really cool. Uh, yeah, skinks. Uh, I'm Yeah. I mean, I ferrets. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I've I've had the opportunity to work with many, many types of animals. I was say that's a variety and a half right there of animals. Yeah, I mean, I mean just, I'm just thinking see, like, well, since you said, since you said this, and something's been resonating in my mind, since you said it. The, la the last person I talked to, when I asked them if they work with snakes, because I've always had like a phobia of snakes since I was young, because mm -hmm. my, my mother and my grandmother were, and a lot of other female family members were petrified snakes, and they kind of instilled that in me from young age. <laughs> so until like, 10 years ago, I was petrified of snakes. Couldn't even watch them on TV without like getting sweaty and freezing up. But now it's gotten better. I still don't want to see one out in, in my backyard, but I'll watch them on TV with no issue. But but I was told by the last person that I talked to about it that snakes don't really have much of a mind. It's just kind of like, a, like they have a predatory mind where it's just constantly like eat and then sleep. Or just kind of relax. So, so what I find is, so when you have tarantulas, any kind of um, smaller brained, if you will, I get a lot more images, right? So I've worked with uh, missing pets and, and I'll work with a missing snake and it'll be like, okay, where are you? Okay, I can see the area. So I get a lot more images. Uh, you know, do you recognize your owner? And it'll be very single worded. Uh, do you recognize your owner? Yes. What do you need? And they'll show me an image of what they need as opposed to a word. When you get up in more higher intelligence beings, and this isn't to, you know, to be condescending about any animal or pet, because I think they all have worth and value. Yeah. Uh, so cats and dogs, I get both. I get images and words. Horses, I think horses and pigs. So, I get, so what science has found is the higher intelligence beings uh, that 
I've had the biggest or the more intellectual conversations. So for instance, horses are incredibly dynamic. They have, they, they definitely have conversation skills, if you will. They can show me not just images and words, but real emotion. Same thing with cats and dogs. Very, they can definitely relate to emotion and have that empathy. So it's also about empathy. Uh, I mean, I've, but I've found, you know, I've worked with a fish and a snail, actually a fish and a snail that were in a tank together. And there were things I could not, I did not know about this fish and the snail, just how they ate, how they interacted. And it was interesting though, because I didn't, well, I wasn't getting words, I was getting images, but I was definitely getting like an understanding of belonging and love. So even smaller brain animals, chick, chickens have an incredible amount of bonding, uh, bonding ability. Oh, I, I have, well, I don't have, my wife has about 30 chickens. And you, she you have silkies? What, what kind of chicken? Are they silkies? Oh, um, we've. She has a lot of different types of chicken. She's more the chicken person than I am. But we had so a silky rooster. Yeah. yeah. But he I, a, a couple months ago he got taken out by a bird of prey. Oh no! Yeah, no. But, so chickens, chickens are me. Like chickens are so they, hysterical. They are like literally. I was on the. I was on. I was on a conference meeting for my work because I worked from home for the last six months before I got laid, let go. Well, laid off. But and literally, like right when I first got the job. One day I'm sitting at my computer at a meeting with my boss and all the other managers in my district in my region. And this chicken that we have red hops in the house following my wife and all of a sudden flies up and jumps my lap while I'm in a zoom meeting. Yeah. Oh yeah. They and, know. And I'm like, they... I'm like petting her and I'm like trying to hold her to like put her back out the door. And my manager's like, what's that? I'm like a chicken who thinks it's a house chicken. And like yeah. everybody, everybody starts dying laughing, but like chickens are I... smart. I had a client that had a chicken named Mama, and I'll, I remember this because I, I, um, I, I, it was just so profound. And she had a best friend that was a dog, and the dog passes, and then Mama, the chicken, decides to just pass within three days. They were best friends for life, and that was it. Chickens are highly emotional. I have a client that's turned into a good friend, and she has a bunch of silkies. And um, if you go on my Instagram, I or uh, on my Instagram t uh, TikTok, I, I have like a picture like holding him. And they are hysterical because they know they recognize me. And so I go over there now and they always ask for their worms and it's the little dried worms. And at first yeah. or the little, like the little, I forget what they, they showed me like little like lines. And I kept saying to my friend, they, they're showing me these lines and they want the lines. And she's like, they want the mealworms. But every time I go over there now, they know that they can ask for things. So I'll just walk outside and they'll be like, we want to go outside. We want to go outside. We don't want, you know, so I'll hear it. So they, Chickens are amazing. I would, I would have chickens if I could. I actually grew up with three pigs, Smoker, Joker, and Poker. And <laughs> pigs are, that, those were their names. And they were so highly intelligent. And it was interesting though, because they seem to emotionally understand. And I found this when I went whale watching and I had this beautifully profound experience with a, a humpback. And it's, it's like um, when you get to a higher intelligence level, at least in my experience as an animal communicator, you get to a point where it's it's not even words; it's just emotion and understanding. Uh, and these pigs, they they were my friends. I mean, again, I was on a farm, and I would just cuddle with them, and they seemed to understand that I was lonely, that I needed them, and they took care of me, and they kind of put me in their little circle. Uh, so you, you know, I I don't want to say I don't want to discount a sn snakes as far as their intelligence or their emotional capacity because I've seen you know, snakes with, with a, 
a layer of emotional capacity that where they do understand their own or they do identify their owners, that they do understand that their owners are there to help them, to feed them. And they are perfectly happy in their, in their area. I don't like to call it a cage, but in their area being fed. So that's, that's always my priority is, are, are these animals, you know, are they happy? Are they, are they safe? Uh, and, and obviously if you're talking to me about your snake, you clearly adore it. Uh, I have a client that has tarantulas and these tarantulas recognize her and they, again, have this innate understanding. Now, how is that possible with their brain? I'm not sure. It would be fascinating to try and understand more of that, but I I've seen it. So that's why I, I, you know, I don't like to discount anything. I mean, is it a different type of communication with snakes and um, fish? hundred percent. It's a different type of communication, but they understand. I was actually uh, on a trip uh, in December and we went to an aquarium. My son loves aquariums and there, I forget what kind of animal it was. And I think, again, everything's on my TikTok apparently, but I, I share a lot. And it was this, I don't, I forget what kind of fish it was, but I remember just without even thinking about it, I just went up and I was talking to it. Oh, look how pretty you are. You're so pretty. And the fish came up to me and it seemed, it just seemed to understand that yes, I was talking to it. And yes, it was positive. It was a positive interaction. And it started just like spinning around as I was talking to it. Like it really seemed to understand. Did it understand every word? Absolutely not. But it understood that I was talking to it and it was good. So you know, I, I, I feel like I'm such a baby in my understanding of, well, of who, who wouldn't be. I mean, we don't, we, we only know what science tells us by the brain size, like literally the brain size. Like that's all we can know is the brain size, which I mean, I would love to have you talk to a squid, like a giant squid. Cause mm-hmm. if, if that was possible, because yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it would be, it would be a different type of conversation, but yeah, I, I, and that's what I, they're supposed to be the most intelligent creatures like close to humans, but yeah. Well, and I, I will never forget this, this, like this experience I had with a whale was just, just, I mean, it was life-changing and I, and I don't, I'm not trying to be dramatic when I say that, but we were on a whale watching trip actually off the coast of Plymouth and we were, it was, you know, we're looking at humpback whales and, and, and there was whales in the area and everyone's looking and I just happened to be hanging out on the side of the boat, kind of looking down also. And I looked down and there's an eye staring back at me. And I was like, and again, no one saw it because it's underwater and it's looking up at me and I'm looking down at it and it must've been, it felt like an hour that I was just staring at it and it was staring at me. And again, no one was around me. Everyone's looking on the other side of the boat and it's staring at me. And I just remember feeling this complete understanding that they understood what humans were doing and they didn't blame us. Like they didn't, it wasn't like how dare you ruin our ecosystem it wasn't how dare you there wasn't like a a blame it was just it was there was like a a kind of an underneath sad an underlying sadness but it was very much i understand i understand what's going on and i also understand that you understand me and it was like so much was said in it was probably no more than 30 seconds or a minute and all of a sudden you know, someone saw this, but I, it was probably just under the water and someone saw and ran and then it was gone, but it was just, I understand what's going on in the world. I understand that, you know, some people are good. Some people are bad. There wasn't any blame, but it was also like, we are all, it was this interconnectedness. So when, when some people say there's an interconnectedness of all beings, 
that in that moment, I understood it, that they, you know, there was just, there was something there and it was just the most amazing. I mean, I just, it was just, it was so profound to understand that in, in spite of everything that we do as humans that, you know, I tell people, you know, they'll say, Oh, does my cat blame me for this? Does my dog blame me for this? And honestly, I haven't come across an animal that has blamed their owner or blamed someone for doing something. They can feel sad. They'll feel sad or they'll feel misunderstood, but there's not a blame. And I felt that with this, this humpback whale, it was like, I'm not blaming you for the fact that the ocean's polluted. It was, I, I under, I have this understanding somehow, some way that there are people that are trying to help that there, there is good. And almost well, again, that balance of good and evil. Well, I mean, whales are highly intelligent. Everybody knows oh, that. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. But before we wrap up though, cause I do have to be on another, I have to guest on a podcast at seven, but before we wrap up though, I'm dying to hear about the elephant. The elephant. Cause I, I mean, I'm an animal lover. I I love going to zoos from when I was a little kid till today. Like, if if you ever want to go to the Southwick Zoo, I'll bring my family. You bring yours. We'll make a freaking. We can make a podcast thing out of it. But oh, <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I'm all I'm I'm all about it. So what's really crazy coincidental about this is that I, I lived in Hawaii for five years. And this woman contacts me out of the blue and I don't have anything on my website that says I lived in Hawaii, nothing like that. And when I was there, my daughter was born and we would go to the Honolulu Zoo a couple times a month, like at least. I mean, we were always there with something we could do with my spouse out at sea. Easy, right? So I had been there hundreds, not hundreds of times, probably at least 50 times. So this woman contacts me out of the blue from, from Oahu from, and she has a bunch of dogs, blah, 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 no big deal. So I'm working with her dogs and stuff. And then she says, well, can I ask you about an, an animal I work with? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she's like, well, there's this elephant elephant. She says, yeah, I just need to know like if she's ready to go. And I'm like, what elephant where? And she, she told me, and I was like, oh my God, I have been there. I have walked by this elephant dozens of times and here all like 10 years later i'm talking to it and so i started connecting with the elephant and she this woman had has worked at the zoo for a couple decades i believe and so she and this elephant have quite the bond and so when i connected with the elephant the elephant understood understood that there was a purpose to her being in captivity she she understood that her job was to teach. And that was what was so amazing is again, there was no blame. Why am I here? It was, I understand that I am supposed to help people. I understand that my job is to teach people about people, about creatures like me. She had a wonderful bond with my client. And in fact, she wanted to stay around as long as possible to be with, to be with her. And the wonderful thing that I thought was such a gift and I don't think it happens all the time is that she had had her for at least 20 years, but no, she wasn't ready to go yet, but she seemed to understand she did. She was getting sensitive in her older age with her ears, but she seemed to understand like what, what her purpose was. Um, and she, there was a little bit of, yeah, like I, I wish I was, you know, in the Savannah or whatever, but it wasn't like, again, this heavy, 
how dare you, human? How dare you? It was very much like there's a few things I'd like. And she, you know, she made a request for, I forget if it was just being gentle on her, on her nails or something, but it wasn't, again, there wasn't a blame. It was a real gratefulness of the bond that she had with the owner. It was, I it was, it, yeah. I've, I've ridden elephants at zoos and whatnot. And I've, I would love to get, I mean, I, I feel we have to the elephant to that point, but I would love to meet one and freaking like actually be able to like connect it's, with it for more than it, like 30 seconds of going around a circle. <laughs> 20 years ago, I was told by um, a well-known psychic that the elephants were my spirit animal. And I remember, or spirit totem, like animal totem. And I remember going, what the hell? Like what? An elephant me? And, and they were like, no, no, no. Like elephants are highly, highly bonded with their families. They, they want, they're highly emotional. Uh, when they get angry, they can knock down trees like when they're upset, but they they definitely have this innate emotional understanding. And so to me, what was really cool about working with this elephant is again, just all of the connections to get to me working with it. The fact that I had met this elephant before, you know, it's just like, it was clearly meant to be. And then to feel this um, connectivity that this elephant had with not just her, not just my client, but with understanding okay i need to maybe bend down a little bit more for the kids i know that certain people i'm going to back up with maybe certain people don't give off the energy but her even being aware of an energy was so cool and it makes me wonder and i've never done a savant like an safari but it would make me wonder about if i i would assume just based on that experience that when you if with people on safaris there's got to be certain energies that people yeah. take on safari and hence the different types of experiences they have. Right. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she was so aware of that, it, I mean, it's cool. So uh, that's my, my, my elephant story. Which I would do to wrap this up, but I would love to have you back for part two sometime because I feel like there's yeah, so many more stories and we didn't even touch on a lot of paranormal topics. So we could always touch on those too, yeah, but yeah. Um, definitely would love to be back on, but tell my audience where they can find you, where they can see your content, just basically promote yourself to the fullest. Sure. But as long as we don't talk about Jesus, if you want to talk about Jesus, I'm down. And that's a, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's an inside joke, folks. That's an inside joke. <laughs> so, no, um, so you can reach me at my name, which is nancymello.com, N-A-N-C-Y-M-E-L-L-O.com. Instagram, I do free questions on Friday night. Check me out. I do go very fast, but it's Nancy Mello official. Remember, it's just Mello, M-E-L-O-O. On TikTok, it's Nancy.Mello. So if you want to see videos with the silky chickens or me telling stories like that, check out the TikTok, of course, because it's all videos. But yeah, say, uh, say hi. Feel free to follow me. And um, no, I'd love to come back and chat more. Definitely have you back on. My listeners know where they can find me. I'll put in my pre-record clip where you can find me at the end of this but i want to thank nancy for coming on it's been an amazing time and i wish we had a little more time but i got other obligations i have to go to but we will have you back on definitely because you were entertaining as could be and your stories i can listen to all day so well thank you so much it was i love talking about the stuff because again like you know, ghosts and, and all this stuff. I mean, this is, this is my wheelhouse and I, and my, my regular life working with clients, you don't, they don't want to hear about the ghost stories. So I love being able to share it. So thanks for having me on to share it. Oh, my pleasure. And we'll definitely get you back on maybe towards the end of March or something. We'll see. But Sounds good. Sounds good.
thank you for coming on once again. And to all my listeners, I'll see you in half a week. Have a good week. Have a good half week, folks. You can, of course, find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant or on Facebook as Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast for the S Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And you could find me, of course, on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast and on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on everything we do if you're interested in seeing more. Patreon material coming soon.